0: Welcome to Charter Central, a podcast brought to you by Central Michigan University, the Center for Charter Schools, a leader in educational choice and quality. My name is Orlando Castellan, and I'm joined here by my colleague, Megan Brown. Uh, Hey, Megan, how are you?
1: Wonderful, Orlando. How are you today?
0: Doing well, doing well, and reminded that we are celebrating uh, and highlighting Board Member Recognition Month. The month of January is... Uh, board member recognition month Central Michigan University is an authorizer appoints public officials to serve as board members at the 58 charter public schools that it authorizes that means that we have nearly 300 board members serving as public officials that dedicate their time to service in the communities that the schools are located in we're very proud of the work that our schools are doing and deeply grateful for the gift of time and talent that our board members share with us Uh, And as part of that, thank you to them, we have uh, recorded a podcast with two board members that Megan's going to tell us a little little about.
1: Yes, we have two amazing board members. Um, They are both newer to their boards, uh, decided to serve um, right before the pandemic started and have come in and just wonderfully served their boards in the role of governance. And so we have with us today, Steve Gregorian from AGBU Manoogian School, and then Lee Chandler from the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. And both are going to share their experiences of serving on the board, what led them to be board members and the impact that they are making in serving their school communities.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation, and I hope you are, too. Uh, Please join us as we have this conversation with two board members, Steve and Lee. Welcome to Charter Central, a podcast for education leaders. So we're here with Stephen Gregorian, board member at AGBU, Alex and Marie Manoogie school. Uh, AGBU is a pre-K-12 located in Southfield, just off the Lodge, and they serve nearly 400 students from the Detroit Metro community. Uh, As we get started, Steve, can you please share your professional background with our listeners?
2: Sure. Thanks for having me, Orlando. And nice to talk with you. So I'm the president and CEO of the Detroit Economic Club. I started as chief operating officer in 2004 and was selected as president and CEO in 2017. And I am having a blast. And like everyone's job, it certainly was a lot more fun pre-pandemic, but I've got faith we're heading to a good place collectively. So after I graduated from Albion College, I worked five years for Merrill Lynch in customer service and investment advisor roles after that i spent almost 20 years as regional sales manager and director of marketing for a small company that provided software and services to intellectual property attorneys in major companies and law firms and i've got to say today i think i've got the best job in the world i'm one of the lucky ones orlando who gets to say that I can truly get excited when the alarm clock, clock goes off each and every day. And I've got a great team here that I work with at the DEC, so I'm really, really lucky.
1: So well, with your professional experience and the work that you do uh, throughout the Detroit metropolitan area, what motivated you to then want to become a board
2: member? Hi, Megan. Well, it really started, if I could take you way back, when I was a kid, I've always loved leading youth and giving back to youth. And that started really, I was a baseball coach at my own team at the age of 13. Uh, And in in high school and college, I was a camp counselor at Camp Ararat in Northern Michigan, which was affiliated with St. John's Armenian Church. And that's where the Manoogian School is located physically on that same property. And about 10 years ago, I got to know the Manugian school, high school principal through the Detroit Economic Club. And his name is Hosip Tarosian he would bring a group of his high school students to the Detroit Economic Club. And I was always impressed with his commitment to his students. So he contacted me uh, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, to consider becoming a board member. And I thought to myself, well, I can use my contacts and experiences to help others. It's one thing. I love jumping into unfamiliar territory since I'd never served on a school board. And I thought it allows me to give back to my Armenian heritage. So I took the leap and here I am today.
0: So, Steve, you have um, matriculated to the highest level of management, uh, being the CEO, president and CEO um, of the of the institution there that you work with. And yet, we recognize that management and governance are two different skill sets. And many times, you know, as we think back through our educational career, we'll reflect on the idea that you know we've been taught management skills since the time we were in middle school, perhaps in terms of time management and other things of that nature. So, um, I'm wondering if you can talk about what skills from your pro- professional life help you in your role as a board member. Uh, recognizing the difference between management and governance.
2: That's a really good question, Orlando. So as I think through this, in, in my role as president and CEO of the Detroit Economic Club, I'm really, really lucky for many years I, I get to meet and listen to successful fortune 100 CEOs speak and tap government government officials and I I get to air quote, borrow their great ideas. Uh, for use in our business. And I bring that skill set and thinking to the Manoogian board as well. So here's some examples of uh, some of the things i listen listened to that I pay attention to and try to utilize both here with the Detroit Economic Club and also as a board member. You're either growing or you're going backwards. There's no such thing as standing still. And you've got to keep innovating. You've got to listen to your customers, you've got to understand your customers. You've got to listen to your employees and understand your employees. You've got to build a great team, get out of their way and let them shine. I think we've got that at the movie and school. And you've got to position your company for the future and always keep an eye on the future. And I read, Orlando, I read quite a bit in my role as CEO. And I love how people come up with ideas for innovation. So for example, I just want to share this story with you. I love this story of a company in New York City called Rent the Runway. They're a subscription company and they rent high-end clothes to people like you and me. So here's the story that I read about. There's two sisters, the younger sister, we'll call her sister one. She says, I can't wear the same dress to the wedding next weekend, even though the wedding is in two different circles of people in my life. And when sister the big sister, sister two says, Well, why not? And she says, Well, because social media, my follows followers will see me in the same dress twice. And Orlando, we all know how women feel about that, right? You can't be caught dead in the same dress twice. And so, sister number two, the big sister asks her, What if you could rent a really nice dress for the second wedding? And the younger sister said, Well, heck yes. And so rent the runway business was born. So I love those kinds of stories and how people come up with their innovation. I love technology, I love implementing technology to make things more efficient. I believe the use of data to drive your decisions is really important. I also think trusting your gut is really important. I also think marketing yourself and your company properly is really important, so that's brand management. And so these are some of the skills that I apply to the Detroit Economic Club in my life, and I hope I can bring those in, in my role as governance, uh, as a board member at Mnougin.
1: So as a board member, um, you said that you've been serving now for about a year and a half. What have you learned about the school during your time serving on the board?
2: Thanks, Megan. This is something you drilled into my head. It's important to let the school leaders lead and for us as a board to be there for support and guidance. Clearly, the school leaders, they know how to do their job. They don't need me telling them how to run their day-to-day business. They know the school, they know the students, and they know the school history way better than I do. So number one, important, let the school leaders lead, stay out of their way. I've also learned, in my 18 months how passionate the school leaders and the staff are about the kids and the school and their jobs and how supportive the alumni is. I've learned that, and this has really come to light recently with the pandemic, but competition for attracting students is really intense. And I mentioned the pandemic, but we're all living through this and and now even like homeschooling is picking up. Uh, a great deal of steam. So it's really intense competition. And you've got to stay ahead of the competition and be at the top of your game. So I've also learned that the board that I serve with, they're deeply passionate about the school. And as I told them, and I think Megan, you were there for my very first meeting, uh, when I got introduced, I'm like, wow, once you're on the board, you guys are lifers. So what in the heck did I do to get myself into this here? But um, it's a passionate board. And I'm really proud to serve on it.
0: So, Steve, um, we've partnered with AGVU for their 25 years uh, being a charter school. And we know that prior to that, they were a private school for 25 years. So over 50 years in existence. And we're proud of that partnership. I'm wondering what you might be most proud of when you think about your work and and the uh, work that you guys are doing at AGVU.
2: Yeah, good question, Orlando. Well, thanks again for your partnership and leadership and, and Central Michigan's leadership in this as well. So uh, when I think about being proud, something I'm most proud of uh, in the 18 months I've been there, I would put at the top of the list, the commitment by the school principals, HOSIP and Sonia. HOSIP is the high school principal. Sonia is a K through seven principal. But the commitment by those two and the teachers, it's amazing. And they deeply deeply care about the success safety of each and every student and i hear it in every conversation with them every email and i see how they interact with students and they truly truly treat each student as if they were their own so number one is the commitment by the school of principals i'm really proud of the commitment by the board to support the principals and the school and as we talked about earlier I don't think we get in their way I think we're pretty supportive and, and give them the guidance that they're looking for most impressive. Are the amazing student results at every grade and at the high school level there's such a large percentage of students that in get admitted into prestigious universities right here in our state. And even last year, Ivy League school at Brown University. And this year already, we've got a senior accepted from what I understand, full ride to Notre Dame in South Bend. So the amount of scholarship dollars that the seniors are offered collectively is staggering. So those are some of the things that I'm really, really proud of at Manoogian School.
1: So you've talked a lot about commitment and how the school leaders are very committed. How the board members are extremely committed and the longevity of serving on the board. So I want you to think about your 100th birthday and you say, OK, here I am celebrating this milestone birthday. I think it's time for me to find a successor for my board seat for AGBU. What would you want your legacy to be on that 100th birthday when you turn over your board seat to your successor?
2: Well, Megan, I would hope you would be there to help me blow the candles out on my 100th birthday. So I'm looking forward to I will,
1: Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you in. I'll be there for your swan song also.
2: Thank you. Well, first, I would say this. It's never just about me. It's always about team. I've learned that in all my years Uh, working. It's about the team. And the team here, in this case, it's the board and the school leadership. So really, their legacy is my legacy. If you pin me down about me, I would say succinctly that he really helped us think critically about the future. Uh, He helped us innovate. Uh, Steve helped us think strategically. And he was able to use his business contacts to improve our students' education. So, for example, I can use my resources, connections that I have today to share maybe what jobs will be in demand in the next seven, eight years, and I can help make sure that we're prepping our kids for those kind of jobs. And I know it's a widely panned sports cliche that made its way into the business world, but it's really true in this case and use the example of NHL Hall of Famer Wayne Gretzky, and he always gives credit to his dad who taught him skate to where the puck is going, not where it's been. So again, I think we need to look into the future and make sure we're prepping our kids for those kinds of jobs. We've recently formed a marketing committee, and i and proud to be chairing that committee. And we're focusing on recruiting new students and retaining current students. We've got a great story here at Manoogie and to tell with some really successes of our students. And we need to do a better job of telling that. So I hope I can have some impact here on the marketing side. And finally, it may be as simple as this if someone says about me, he's a good guy that's really helpful, then that's a good legacy for me to leave. Well, I want to
0: thank you, Stephen, for joining us, Um, but before we let you go, uh, you you know, AGBU has a great tradition, a 50-year tradition of uh, producing students that go on to higher education. We've started a tradition here on our podcast to ask folks that join us uh, about a teacher that impacted their life, and so I was wondering if you could share um, a story about the the teacher that may have impacted your life uh, as you came through your K-12 education.
2: Good question, Orlando, and I'm happy to talk about that. And that would be Mrs. Ward, my seventh grade social studies teacher at Barnum Junior High, which is no longer in existence today. But Mrs. Ward, she was tiny but mighty, a little hunched over, salt and pepper, wiry hair, probably about maybe five feet tall on a a good day. She was a strong woman and she demanded your best each and every day. And she had us write a letter one day as a project to someone in government. She didn't specify whether it was local, state, federal, or whatever, but write a letter to someone in government who's currently alive and ask them for help or advice in solving a world problem that's important to you. And I can't remember why I decided to write this letter, but I wrote it to the United Nations Secretary Yu tant from Burma, and the letter asked for his thoughts on solving world hunger. So a month or six weeks passed, and all of a sudden she walked into the classroom holding up some letters and passed one out to me. I was shocked when I got a response with Secretary Yu hand handwritten signature. Now, I remember thinking, Geez, people really wanna help others and it doesn't hurt to ask. The worst that can happen is they can say no, but you just never know, maybe they will say yes. And I use this all the time today in my daily life. I teach it to my students and anybody else that I come in contact with. I'm a little bit nervous to ask somebody. I'm like, just ask, people wanna help. The worst they're gonna say is a polite no.
0: Well, I want to thank Steve Gregorian, president and CEO of the Detroit Economic Club and board member at AGBU, Alex and Marie Manoogian School, for sharing some time with us uh, today. And um, we really appreciate uh, you uh, giving of your time to the school and spending some time with us and look forward to additional great things that come from the school. Thank you for celebrating board member appreciation month with us.
2: Well, the pleasure and honor is mine, and and thanks for the opportunity. So
0: we are here with our guest, Lee Chandler, who is a board member at Jalen Rose Leadership Academy and a, a newer board member. Uh, But we're really excited to have her here because in addition to her experience as a board member, she also has experience working with um, a family business and experience in pharmaceutical sales. But I want to give her a minute to introduce herself as well. Welcome, Lee.
3: Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Lee, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background? (laughs)
3: Sure. Um, well, I am a native of St. Louis, Missouri. I, um, however, have lived in Detroit for over 25 years. I am a wife and a mother of two. Um, I started my career in pharmaceutical sales, which is what brought me to Detroit. Um, and then once we decided to have children, um, believe it or not, I have no family in Michigan. I became a full-time mom, which I must say is the hardest job I've ever done. Um, and then I took on responsibilities in a family-owned business. My husband has his own distribution and logistics company, Um, so I'm kind of the catch-all for that. Uh, Currently, I serve as accounts payable and receivable, which means I call and ask where the money is.
1: So, Lee, what motivated you to want to serve on a
3: school board? Um, So, I, I think for Both my husband and myself, we um, chose to live in the city of Detroit, and for about five years we did not have any children, and so life was grand. Um, But one of the biggest challenges we had once we decided to have children was education. Where are we going to educate our children? And We have two daughters, um, and will we stay in the city? Um, How do we do that? Um, so, I've run the gamut of going through picking schools, um, looking at different schools from private to charter to public. Um, and what you find is such a variation in education. Um, so, I, I thought when I had the opportunity to sit on the board for Jalen Rose Leadership Academy, it would be apropos since I have kind of gone through all these different uh, experiences the ups and downs of choosing education. Um, it wasn't my first board. I uh, sat on a food um, scarcity board, um, Forgotten Harvest. I sat on for- Forgotten Harvest's board for a couple years. And then I did an arts board, uh, Puabic, uh, the Powabic Tile uh, Company for a few years. And both were fulfilling, but not like this one.
1: So what is it about being on the school board that's different from the other two boards that you served on uh,
3: I think it's the children it's the scholars it's the students um, it's also the fact that I am ever grateful to teachers and administrators who come in every day and and give their all and their best um, to teach children um, that those that's our future and um, I you know, I, I won't get on my soapbox about how I feel that teachers are underpaid. Um, so behind motherhood, that's probably the second hardest job is to be a teacher. Um, they spend so much time with our children. They are molding our children. Um, so that, that was kind of my big thing was like, oh, I have an opportunity to actually see behind the scenes what goes on um, with the school board. It's, it's Interesting to be in the room and know to look at scores on, on and GPA, and then try to figure out how do we advance this, or, or what's going on with these students or these scholars, or what can we do uh, to help the administration. Um, so it's it's been an interesting journey.
0: Thank you, Lee, and we appreciate you serving on the board. Um, these obviously these schools do not work unless we have public officials there helping to. Partner with management and govern. And one of the things I reflect on quite often is this idea the difference between management and governance. Uh, The idea that from the time you're in middle school, we begin teaching students how to manage their time or manage to get their homework done. Um, And and that progresses all the way through college where we're helping them understand different managerial skills. And then folks matriculate to a point where they have an opportunity to serve on a board. And then we ask them to govern. Uh, And there's a difference between that governance and management. And so I wonder um, if you could share kind of maybe what skills from your professional personal life Have you utilized in your role as a board member, and how do you help to walk that management governance line?
3: Um, So, that's a really interesting um, line to walk. Um, Professionally, for me as a pharmaceutical rep, I think my biggest asset to the board is really kind of thinking outside of the box. Um, So, in the pharmaceutical industry, you know, there, there are a lot of drugs that do the exact same thing that your drug does that you're selling. So what differentiates you from the next? Um, and I think when we kind of look at education in a similar way, what makes us different? What makes JRLA different? Um, it, it, it's a business in, in some regards, in the sense that we are trying to get students to come to our, our, our school. So what makes us different? What are we offering um, to these students? The learning environment, what does the culture look like? Um, what do the classes look like? Um, so we're, we're, we're walking that fine line. Um, it, when you talk about governance, and it's uh, it's been interesting for me just to kind of stay on that side of, of just listening um, and not always, Giving my opinion or, or changing, trying to make a change to something, but um, letting some of the other people make the management decisions. Um, I'm used to running my own business, and so we make our own decisions, and um, sometimes they're kind of fly by the seat decisions. Um, in education, you can't do that, and I can't do that sitting on the board. So that the nice thing is that it's a diverse board, um, and many people have different skill sets so uh, we kind of all help each other out we kind of level each other out and when one of us goes kind of rogue someone pulls us back in like no that's not really what we're here to do we're here to do this Um, and let's make a decision on these things Um, but it's also nice to have members of the school in on our meetings if there are ideas that board members come up with sometimes they can run with those ideas themselves
1: So you mentioned earlier, you know, that Jalen Rose Leadership Academy is different. So we know that it is a high school in the city of Detroit serving students uh, ninth grade through 12th grade from pretty much every zip code within the city. So what is it that you are most proud of when you think about JRLA and the scholars who are there, the programs that they offer? What is your point of pride that you always lean to? to say, this is the thing that makes us different, or this is the thing that I'm most proud of about the school as a board member?
3: Um, There are a lot of things that I'm very proud of. I think I have to start with um, our founder, uh, Jalen Rose himself, Um, the tenacity and the vision that it took to want to start a school and to, to go ahead and do it. Um, Many people talk about doing things. He's one of those people that talked about it, did it, um, and it is going strong. Um, I'm also extremely proud of our leadership um, at JRLA. We have a fierce leader in Principal Wendy Lewis. Um, She is dedicated. Um, She has created a culture at the school where the kids want to come to school. Um, They know that they are in a safe place. Um, Part of, of going to school is to be in a safe haven. Um, I'm also very proud of our board. Again, I, I say we have a very diverse board, and I don't mean that in terms of black and white or women and male. Um, we have a variety of different people that sit on the board with different skill sets, um, and that makes for a really cohesive board. Um, so we get a lot of things done. Um, let's see, I'm really proud of the culture at the school. Our scholars um, are proud to be uh, Jalen Rose Leadership Academy students. Um, so that makes a difference.
0: So Lee, um, first of all, again, you know, we're excited too for the progress that the school has made and we're proud of uh, some of the advancements that they've made for students and the opportunities they provide for students. But as you begin to think about the future for the school and, and really as you think about the successor for your board seat, what would you want your legacy as a board member to be at JRLA and what do you want them to uh, understand in terms of the impact and difference you made?
3: Oh, so you mean I have to actually come off the board at some point? <laughs> I thought I was gonna stay there forever.
0: Oh, we'll
1: keep it We're not prepared. rushing you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't rush, Lee, don't rush it. Um, so I think for me, um, being on the board, my asset really is, is kind of learning the building, the students, the teachers. Um, And I think when you are on a school board um, versus some of the other boards. And so if I take my experience with Pwabic and you were looking at art and and different things like this, uh, but you have to go and look at your subjects. And for us, that's, those are our students. And so I would like to have someone and not everybody has the time that's on the board. And so that's not what each board member has to do. But you do need someone that kind of can spend some time in the building and come back and be the eyes and the ears for the board um, to to explain to them exactly what goes on in school. What is the culture at the school? What does Principal Lewis have going on? What what what's the good, the bad, the ugly? Um, So I'd like my successor to Be kind of in the trenches, kind of a little more hands on and in the building um, and the eyes and the ears for the board. So, in your
1: service to the board, um, I've been fortunate enough to have a front row seat um, Mm -hmm. from your introduction to the board to every board meeting. And one thing that continues to echo is just your compassion for the students, for the community that they come from. Um, Has there been anyone in your life that has helped to mold or shape? your view of education, or a teacher that could have possibly impacted your view and how you view education?
3: Well, certainly. Um, I think my first uh, point would be that I come from a long line of educators. Uh, My mother was a teacher and then became a school psychologist, and most of her siblings were um, either um, teachers or principals. Um, So education was always in our house. It, it is what our family was made on. Um, and then I would say as far as teachers, um, my most memorable teacher where the light bulb kind of came on. And, and for me, I think as a student, once being a student and um, now watching students come alive, the light bulb thing is is like big for me. Um so I had a high school teacher, English teacher, Mrs. Hewitt, um, who just kind of pushed me to think outside of the box to let me know that I was actually better than what I I thought I was. She was she used to always say, is this your best? And I would kind of say, yeah, maybe no. She's like, no, it's not your best. Now go out there and be your best. Um, so I, I think teachers are so important in, the, in our students' lives, um, and all of us pretty much have one or two teachers where the light bulb comes on, um, and I think that's the most amazing thing um, to watch when a student lights up and says, I got it. Okay, I, I, I can do this.
0: Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. When, the, when they get it, it, it does, it makes a difference, and so... Uh, we want to say thank you, Lee, um, for your service to the Academy board. Uh, we are interested in, in making sure that our board members understand how much we appreciate their service during board member appreciation month, which is happening here in January. And so want to say a very deep thank you to you and your colleagues at the Jalen Rose leadership, of board, uh, leadership academy uh, for your service and for the work that you guys put in to make, um, uh, opportunities available to those kids that would not otherwise happen so thank you very much and we will look forward to more great things from Jalen rose thank
3: you thanks for having me
0: so i want to thank our two guests steve gregorian and lee chandler uh, for joining us as we are highlighting school board recognition month and a big thank you to all of our school board members uh, for the time and talent that you give to the students that attend the school in your community. We really appreciate your your service to the school and look forward to reconnecting with you in the future um, at one of our board development series or our annual conference. Thank you and look forward to connecting with you soon.